Well, welcome to From Busy to Rich with Wes Young, a podcast designed to inspire advisors to increase their profitability and quality of life. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the stories that we tell ourselves and how they impact what we see, how they impact how we act, and ultimately what we achieve in the one life that we're given. Wes, that's some deep stuff. So uh, tell me, tell me where this came from. Uh, where, where is this idea of, uh, you know, how, the stories we tell ourselves? Where, where did this concept come from other than maybe the matrix? Yeah. Is this a, so, is this a red pill, blue pill, uh, uh, you know, podcast today? It, it can be, Andy, it can right. be, you know, this, this is one of those that as I was uh, uh, just kind of where I am in the, in the teaching cycle of transform right now and, um, a couple podcasts. Now, hold on. Some people don't know what transform is. Oh yeah. Okay. So, you did. You just confused them. Tell them what transform is. Transform you can, on on westyounglive.com. Transform is our our eleven session series that breaks everything down in great detail around how we do holistic fee based financial planning. Everything from the language we use to the back office to okay. how we charge our fees, all those sorts of things. So again, you can go on there and check it out. We're we're in right, as we're recording this today, session two. Uh, location phase, which I'll talk a little bit more about because it's relevant to today's discussion. But it, as I was preparing for it, and and then we we typically do this podcast just for all our listeners right after I teach that, and it was just so on my mind. I actually said, "Hey, we're in the middle of a series here, but let let me let me actually let's talk about this today because I really think I'm excited about it and and it's relevant." And um, you know, so the the quote that that comes to mind, there's like a series of these I want to talk about that are, that are like big ideas around the stories we tell ourselves, is language. Language is not just a method of description, but it's, it, it constructs our experiences. So I'm going to say that again. That's a Ray Dalio quote. It says, language is not just a method of description, but it constructs your experiences. And, and I've often seen people in my life and clients and, and advisors that use language in a certain way. And, and they suffer unnecessarily. And I can go back and look at younger versions of myself. And I used language. And I, it was, and I used language to tell myself stories. And I wasn't always even really conscious of what was going on in there that caused me to unnecessarily suffer. Um, it, it reminds me, there, there's a great uh, Stephen Covey quote that this right along the same pattern, right along the same vibe is we don't see the world as it is, but rather as we are, as we are conditioned to see it. And, and, and we're conditioned by the stories that we tell ourselves, Andy, we're conditioned by the stories we tell ourselves, by the words we use to wrap our stories in language. And, um, and so I thought, cause I was, as I'm teeing this up, um, for today's transform session, it's a lot about the session one, which session one, we call it the location phase. Session one's like a, a imagine like a first real client strategy session that you're going to have. Okay. And in that, in that session, a big thing that I could try and convey to all the advisors, what are we trying to do there? For us, what we're trying to do is really discover the story that, that that person is in about money or capital. And because we believe all, all our hearts, real financial planning is, is about the alignment of capital, time, energy, talent, money, assets with the things you really care about. And so to, to do that well, you know, I let that's Carl Richards definition. I didn't make that up. I just borrow it. Um, but, but I would, to do that well, what do we have to do? We have, we have to get in touch with what stories this person telling themselves because the stories we tell ourselves automatically create the filters by which we view life, by which we ultimately act within, 
and, and by and by how we actually what we actually had the potential to achieve. Um, so as I, I think about this um, in this in this like we call it the location phase because you can't get where you want to go. So you understand where you want to tell where you are relative to where you're trying to go. So everything we do, and we're not going to get into like a lot of the nuance of that particular meeting. We've got other podcasts on that, and they can certainly jump into uh, to uh, uh, those or take the class as well. We go pretty deep or one of our modules. But but where I want to go with this is like the many many ways that that the stories we tell ourselves, both those those we're conscious of and those that we inherited that live in the subconscious, sometimes unnecessarily cause us to suffer or not achieve the the best things in life. And so I thought what would be cool, Andy. I got a question for you. Is you, you, you know the the work you do uh, on a regular basis? You you are part of uh, the Elite Advisor Network. You actually helped found and 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 run the Elite Advisor Network. And you you come in contact with hundreds and hundreds of advisors all the time. And and one of the things that like is a premise or something that is is common to what we believe as well is that. We, we believe that you should be paid for your ideas and paid for your advice, not right. just the products you place or the money you manage. Those are certainly a byproduct of those, but we are in the, we are catalysts of great ideas, curators of really good ideas. So um, oftentimes just by nature of how people grow up in this business, that's not the entry point. And in fact, I would say that's a minority entry point and you can correct me if, if I'm wrong there. But they either come in basically by giving as much value away as they can for free for the privilege of trying to place a product. So as you talk to people, because really one of the great offerings of, of Lead Advisor Network or even, even our Transform courses, we're going to teach you how to do fee-based holistic financial planning and, and where you get paid up front for the ideas that you have or for, the, for, the, for just to really be on the team because of how good ideas you have. And of course, you're going to manage money. Of course, you're going to you're going to place the product, but can you talk a little bit about your observation of when you meet somebody, a new advisor group for the first time, that's not doing that. And maybe some of the things you've observed about the story they're in that is limiting their, their beliefs are limiting where their, their possibilities of growth. Yeah. We, we talk about this and, and I'll make it really, really short and simple because we just had a, a live event, which you were at and we literally had advisors. And I, I was doing a, a Q&A with them after the event, giving some testimonials. This is our lunch at the brand of the event. And I just slide out and said, what, what were you charging before this event in a planning fee? Some people said zero. Some people said 2,500. Some people said 4,000. And then I said, okay, what do you think you will be charging going forward? What the fee you feel confident that you are worth? And every answer was higher. And what changed? What changed? Only thing that changed was belief. That, uh, where did that belief come from? Knowledge, right? They, they, they grew more in their knowledge. They grew more in their belief. And so it's going to change their price. And so their story of their worth changed. And so their price changed. And people don't do things unless they believe in them first. I.e., you're not going to jump off the bungee jump thing unless you think the bungee jump is attached to something, right? Unless you have a death wish, right? So... It is simply a matter of what story do you tell yourself? And I remember one specific conversation uh, with a woman uh, and she, you know, I was driving on the highway, had her on speakerphone, which I don't, that's so funny. I remember this. And one of our very earliest advisors, we were training and, and I said, Hey, if you ever are worried about what price you're going to charge, call me. And she called and she was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to charge $2,400. And I didn't judge it. I just said, okay, why? 
And she was so, such an honest answer. She said, because I'm scared to charge any more than $2,400. I said, well, okay, well, let's not base your pricing on your feelings, right? Let's base it upon what's the value you're going to provide. So just tell me three ideas you have for them and what you're going to do. This idea, okay, how much is that worth the next five years? $10,000. And she, she, she quantified something like $30,000 of advice. Yeah. And I said, I said, um, so you start going to charge $2,400 for that? And she said, heck no, no way I'm going to, right? This is like a five minute conversation. You know right. what I mean? Her beliefs change, her price yeah. change. Yeah, I, I love that. And I, I think it's it's so relevant. It's, it's a human thing. So certainly this is an advisor podcast and we want to talk a lot about that and the applications there. But but the story you tell yourself, there are many people right now, Andy, listening to this podcast and and uh, I know because I get I get the the, the messages from them about the difference in their thinking now versus when they started listening to the podcast and they went from never charging a fee in their entire life to all of a sudden charging five, 10, some $15,000 for an engagement. And listen, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like that all of a sudden they got that dramatically better. It's that they, they coupled to a new story that challenged their, their normal and, the, the thing is, with, with we always say this with clients that we're working with, with advisors, is the clients we want to work with, they're doing really good without us in their life so far. I mean, they're successful. They have money. They've, they've done well. They've got some good things going on. Um, and so when, they, when we first meet with them, one of the things you have to understand is they have a story that's been working. And, it, yeah. and, and not just working to survive, like, like actually doing pretty well. And, and so you represent at best an interruption to their normal, to their story. And they don't have, they, they run out of time before they run out of all the ideas and opportunities they could pursue in that normal anyway. So one of the powerful things you can do is dance with the normal. Don't, don't try and just directly like run at it and challenge it really with genuine purpose. Understand what thinking has led you to your point of view. What, what, where are you at right now? And, and why, where are you at in that story? Cause I, cause I, I know that. And here's the fundamental human desire though. No matter where they're at in that story, they want it to be better. Yeah. And, and if you said, hey, do you want to increase your profitability and quality of life? There's some things that people who are doing great, just like you, that are, they're kind of adding in to the way they're narratively looking at life that enable them to actually live, make better decisions, live with fewer regrets, and actually achieve way more. That's way better than going, the way you believe is wrong. And, it, and, it's, and it's dumb. And it's not as good as this other way that I'm going to teach you to believe. Well, and I, and I will just tell everyone, and for those who don't know this, use it today, uh, moving forward. But if you want to get someone to listen to you, then you need to make them feel like uh, they're doing something well. They're doing something right. So, for instance, as a baseball coach, if there's a kid who swings and misses the ball, I would first and foremost say, you know, Mikey, bro, I so appreciate that you swing. You know, I, I love you're not afraid to swing because guess what? You can never hit it if you don't swing. Now let's work on your swing a little bit. But what he just heard me say was that he's doing good. He's doing a good thing. We have to tweak it versus like, Mikey, you're swinging garbage. Like you're three feet from hitting the ball. You know, like just close your eyes. You'd probably be better off. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and the reality is if someone is your ideal client and they're sitting with you, I think to clarify, Wes, they're doing some things really well. Yeah, absolutely. Point out now they are doing some other things probably poorly, right? But yep. you don't start there, right? Yeah. You don't start there, right? That's right. 
Yeah, so some things we all do, some things, some narratives that we have living in our head are making our lives unnecessarily more complicated and, and less effective than what, what, what is possible out there. Um, that, that's why one of the things I always love is, uh, we've done some podcasts on this, but it's your, your capacity to carry an exciting vision and a grateful condition. That story that you can, that you can build into your mind and your heart every day, like where you, we, we, the quick exercise we go through, Hey, what three years from today, what's a beautiful life look like? Like what's a rich life look like three years out that that's different from where I am. So it gets you out of my normal, right? It gets you over here into this space of possibility, imagination, dream. And, and then backing that down to say, okay, now what are the things that maybe I need to do differently or stop doing? today that are going to give me a better opportunity to reach, you know, nine or 90 days from now, a milestone towards that. So that's, that's, that helps you alter the story that you're in. It's like, I need to do these things to become something instead of just defending the way I've always done it. But then with that is also that grateful condition where I go, let me think about all the things I'm grateful for right now, because as you have to do hard things or you have to do things that are contrary to your normal, it's just fuel that exciting vision, grateful condition to help you Enjoy the story you're in as you're navigating to where you're trying to go. Um, I think about this too. Um, I've recently been trapped. Well, when I was coming back home from uh, uh, EAN, so I had a yeah. flight and we, 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 Cody and I rushed out of there so I could make my flight on time and we yeah. got there and I made it, I made it with about an hour to spare, which was great because be there an hour before. And about 20 minutes before the flight, I got a notice on my phone that said, your flight's been canceled. And, uh, I was like, oh, oh, and, and, and they're like, we put you on another flight and that flight now is leaving five hours from now. And I was like, no. And so here's, here's the thing though, Andy is, is you got people all across the airport that were on my same flight yeah, and they all got that notice. And, and here's the thing is, is, and I'm not saying I always respond this way, but this is, I did respond this way this time is you're going to tell yourself a story when that occurs. Absolutely. What yes, was your story, Wes? I said, yeah. hey, good news. I have time to really take my time to get something good to eat. And so I'm going to explore the airport and see what's available here. And I can get maybe some additional work done while I'm doing that, you know, just kind of hang out, enjoy my time. And before I, 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 on my way to where I'm going, because guess what? The person who said, I'm so mad and I'm upset and I feel bad. That person yeah. still waited the five hours. I was going to say, you're in the exact same position as the person who's angry. The only difference is they're angry. And you're not. That's right. And so, so the question becomes, you know, um, how much control do we have over the response? And I would submit, you know, you only have to, uh, you only have to read one book to understand how to be grateful. And it's actually yeah. not the Bible, though the Bible would be a good one. Uh, it's, uh, I believe it's, is it Victor Frankel? Is that man's search for me? Oh, yeah. Is that the, mm-hmm. right? So this is the man who's in a concentration camp and he's finding, meaning and purpose and hope. And the reality is if you can do it, you have no excuses. We never, ever, ever, ever in our existence as humans, while we draw breath, have an existence to not find something to be grateful for uh, compared to his situation. That's right. He survived and, you know, and you know, went on to talk about his book and it's been reprinted, you know, so many times. But but I I do find that to be true. And what's what is what I want to make sure people are hearing is it's really easy to apply this to other people. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to go, yeah, man, our, my clients, they just tell themselves this story and it's really unhealthy. And, and what I would say is, okay, what about you? What yeah. story are you telling yourself as an advisor 
uh, that is limiting yourself. And that is maybe true only because you believe it to be true. That's right. Yeah. And, and I think for, for everybody listening, I mean, this is one of those things that's a, it's a work in progress for everybody because by nature, we will defend our normal and reject new. It's just, it's just the gravitational pull. Whereas our greatest opportunity to recognize our future possibilities, it's all about a band. It's all about, um, keeping the tension healthy between the two, not, not, not rejecting new and not defending normal in your story. Just understanding there's a dance here and you, you got to be conscious of it. And so I think a couple of good things to ask are when you find yourself talking to yourself, because if you stop talking just for a minute and you're, you're always talking, you're talking to yourself. It is a story you're telling in a given situation helpful. Is it, is it moving you in the direction of, of, better possibilities, the things that matter most to you, or is it sideways energy? I mean, oftentimes as we're, you know, working with teams and someone will come up and say, I just don't like the way things are going. I feel bad about this. And they'll, and that's their story. And I'm going, well, so what would have to happen in order for you to live a week that life was great? Like what story would have to occur for that to, to be meaningful? Most of those people don't have an answer. They go, well, I'm not really sure. I'm like, then how do we ever get there? Because we, yeah. we got it. We got to stop. There's, there's, they're in a story. They're in a story about things are bad and this is, I'm overworked or I've got this going on instead of how do, what do I, what do I need to do in order to create a story that would be really fun to live? Right. And, and, and I would submit the next question is why would someone do that? And I would submit, and I, I could be proven wrong here is that it is easier to some degree to not have and choose the destination because then you don't have to do anything. Yeah. Meaning I'm lost. Well, where are you trying to go? I mean, I don't know. What would make your life better? I don't know. Okay. Well then, then I can't say, well, you're not doing what you need to do to get to your destination. That's right. Because, because you didn't choose a destination. It's one of the reasons that sometimes people don't choose goals is they would rather stay where they are than choose a goal and not achieve it. And that sounds crazy to some people who are super goal oriented, but it's one of those things where it's like, listen, I, if I, if I don't want to lose, one of the things I'll do is just not play the game. That's right. Right. And the problem is, okay, then you don't get to win. You've, out, you've also guaranteed you don't get to win. You don't Correct. get to improve your situation. And, and, and frankly, it's just in other terms, it's a victim mentality. It's that I, you know, I, I don't, I can't do anything. I don't have any control. Um, and, and listen, people have situations, bad things happen to people. Uh, worse things have happened to other people than to me. Right. But my daughter literally had this, I had this conversation with her last night. She's 13. All of her friends around her are buying a lot of Lululemon stuff, right? And Lululemon is like a lot of great brands uh, where I don't know how much better the products are, but I know that the prices are probably three or four, maybe five X of comparable stuff, right? Yeah. So they're just, they're a great brand. Sure. And I was talking with her last night about, literally last night I was saying, you know, um, because I said, is there anything I can do right now? Just. You know, I was trying to have a daddy-daughter time, just checking in. Anything I can do right now to make your life better? And she said, you could give me like $2,000 of Lululemon. That was her answer. I said, nice. well, that's not going to happen. It's her story. Uh, She's in that story. story. And then I said, um, you know, we're not going to do that. I said, I think Lululemon probably makes great stuff, but I think that's just not a good use of our resources. And I said, um, you know, you have to remember that we, we really have a lot to be grateful for. And she said, you know, this happened to be yesterday. This is her response. And she's 13. I'm so grateful for this. She said, I was walking down our stairs 
And for you listening, how many times have you walked into your house, walked down your stairs, walked into your front door, pulled into your garage? And she walked into down the stairs, which she's walked down the stairs for eight years, which is how long we lived in the South. And yesterday she said, you know, I was walking down the stairs and I saw our kitchen and took a few more steps and I looked to our left and I was like, man, our kitchen's big. I have a big kitchen. And she's like, and then I looked, I took a few more steps and I looked and I was like, wow, we have a nice living room. And this is my 13-year-old daughter being yeah. grateful. Be grateful for what she, seeing, seeing what she already had with new fresh eyes of gratitude. Yeah. And I think that that is just something that will never get old. It will yeah. never, we, if we could just do that, I don't know, every day, it'll make life a lot better. Yeah, I love it. I love that. And, and I think it's so applicable, uh, you know, because no matter what station you find yourself in life, there are unhappy, extraordinarily wealthy people because of the story they're telling themselves. They're unhappy, extraordinarily poor people because of the story they're telling themselves. And there's extremely happy people on both ends that are telling that because of the story they're telling themselves. So it's, it, it, this is large dependent on you. Now, I still like to achieve. We want to move forward. I think there's great things we can talk about here. But in large part, I, I think the, the really our goal of this conversation today was to what story are you telling yourself? And is it helpful to you or is it actually causing you to live a life? That's not only not getting you where you want to go, but it's not, not even enjoying it in the process. And, and if that's the case, what do you do about it? Are you, are you going to, are you going to maybe invite the idea of trying on a new story, trying on a new narrative and putting yourself in environments that allow yourself the capacity to do that? So no, I, I think that's great, Andy. And, and, and we'll, we'll probably end up doing one more short little uh, podcast on this because I think it'd be, it'd be relevant to talk specifically. And we touched this on it a little bit today, but the story that, uh, the story that we tell ourselves about money, because I think, I think that's a, a, a kind of its own side slant, but it certainly is funny to kind of talk about. And there's a great Seth Godin article, maybe we'll reference and, and kind of, kind of have a quick one, quick one on that. Wes, and as we wrap up, I'd love for you to just maybe share just a few books that you've read that you think maybe speak to this uh, or, or mindset, things like that. Uh, I'm putting on a spot here, but I think, again, that Ray Dalio, is that one of them? Yeah, Ray Dalio, he, his work is incredible. He's got a brand new book out right now um, that that speaks intently to that. And I can't remember the name right off. You know, we'll put it in the show notes. As but well, then, but uh, you also had a Stephen Covey. I think that uh, uh, yes. I'm trying to remember what's the, I mean, even, even how to win friends and influence people is also about how you, you know, it's about mindset. It's about how you think yeah. um, about others and about yourself. I'll tell you uh, another great book, John Eldridge, Epic. Epic is a great book about story and about the that story is, yeah. that we are in relative to the rest of the world around us. Um, and I, and I think that uh, even from a marketing aspect, Story Brand, if you've not read Story Brand, is, a, is another good resource on this. So lots of good things, but just I think being so mindful that most people are completely unaware that they're, the story they're telling themselves is producing the quality of life that they have. And yeah, so and- in, increase that by changing the narrative and putting yourself around people that are going to be, that what they're offering to you is elevating your narrative, not not pushing it down or allowing you to waller in a in a passive or, or a story that's just not taking you anywhere. Yeah. And I would, I want to end with this and I, and I hope if you'll listen to the full uh, idea and you won't get mad at me folks, but I don't want to insult anyone, but the difference between you who are listening to, to our voice today, the difference between you and an animal is that you think about your thinking. Animals just think, 
right? They just think and they do. We're, we have the ability to think about our thinking. So the question is, what are you going to do with that? Because if you're not thinking about your thinking, then you're just sort of existing. You know, you're just sort of like, man, how dumb is my dog? It just runs around. It's like, it's, I'm hungry. I'm going to go eat. I have to pee. I'm going to go pee. I, I want to bark. I'm going to bark, right? But we actually get to like process and think about how we process. And that is what separates us. And that's what really is our superpower. And so I just want to encourage those, uh, whether you're, don't be discouraged by today, be empowered by today. And then Wes will continue to guide us as we learned how to change our thinking and change the story that we tell ourselves. So Wes, thanks again for your time. Love it, Andy. Great being with you. See you next time. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope it's helped you consider how you see the world around you and to consider taking steps to change that perspective. If you'd like to learn more about Wes's planning process, you should visit wesyounglive.com. You'll find his programs that can help your business And it might just help you see the world differently at the same time. As always, thanks for listening.